Welcome to the Collective Awakening Podcast, creating a loving and sacred space to share truth and knowledge, bringing together from around the world like-minded souls who wish to share their truth and wisdom in this great time of conscious awakening. Hosted by Chris and Stephen of the Purple Mountain Spiritual Health and Wellbeing Centre. and welcome to the collective awakening podcast uh, i'm joined by stephen and myself chris of course at the purple mountain uh, health and well-being center here in fleetwood and we're very honored to be joined by our guest jill harrison and jill is an angel messenger she's going to be sharing her knowledge with all things angels which we're greatly looking forward to if anybody's um followed jill's work we certainly have and enjoyed many of her guided meditations uh, really enlightening and deep and wonderful journeys to take. So um, we want to welcome Jill. It's wonderful to have this opportunity to speak with you. Hi, Chris and Stephen. Thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to seeing where this goes today. Oh, wonderful. Well, we always like to start, especially with a new guest that we've not spoken to before, about your journey and the twists and turns and what's brought you. <laughs> okay. It could be a wonderful journey. We were just talking before we started recording and what the universe can throw at us and, yeah. and our pathway and, and what, what a little bit about your journey and what brought you to do the work you're doing now. Okay. Um, I think if we start right from the beginning as to being as a child, um, I, I found trying to orientate myself in the physical world really difficult because I saw things that I thought everybody else saw. So um, we often call being being able to see spirit or hear spirit um, or feel spirit a, a gift. Um, but I found it more of a curse, if I'm honest, um, until I sort of started to understand it, which was really late in my late teens, but prior to that, I always found it difficult because I could see spirit, I could hear them, I could sense them. Um, but I was lucky enough that I had um, a, a really good mom who always inquired and took time to ask me what I was seeing and who I had with me and why, and ask, to ask them why they're here, what was their mm. purpose for them being here. Um, so my mum helped me navigate it to some degree, um, but I always found I never felt I fitted in, if that makes yeah. sense, as I was growing up. And I think this is one of the things that a lot of empaths, people that have intuition, um, feel Absolutely. as they're growing up. This this sense of isolation of, and unfortunately, what people don't understand, they tend to label as like weird or or what have you. So I often got nicknamed and bullied at school, being called witchy poo and all the, the fabulous names that kids can come up with. Um, but it wasn't um, until, if, if we're talking of angels, I've always worked with spirit. So I think from being about 14, I got my first tarot deck of cards. Um, and from that... I found that when I worked with the tarot cards, what started off originally is just working with the cards. I started to get messages and things that's coming through. 
Um, so that led me on to, uh, even at 14, reading for friends who then their parents wanted readings and things like that. So it sort of developed my spirituality as sort of always it sort of meandered in a way. It's, it's as though I've gone with the flow and, and followed it where I needed to follow it. Mm. Um, but it wasn't until um, my first marriage um, that the I got introduced to the angelic realm. Um, unfortunately, my first marriage wasn't great. Um, it was physically and mentally abusive. And it took me 10 years to get out of it and it completely changed the person that I was um, from being a young outgoing um, fun girl to having effectively the stuffing knocked out of her um, but what I started to realize this one particular day um, things had been really bad in the home front and um, I'd been out to the shops and when I came back, I walked into what was then my living room to find an angel in the living room. Yeah. Um, and it was ever so funny because I was walking, I walked from, from the kitchen through the lounge to get to the bedrooms. It's that time I was living in a, in a flat and, and I walked through and thought, Oh, an angel. And then I sort of did a stop and thought, you really are losing the plot. <laughs> and then I turned around and and there was this being of light um, and I knew it wasn't normal from what I normally see with spirit. Now, this angel didn't have wings. It was just it was just glowing. This person that it looked like a human, but it was really glowing um, ethereal. That's the only word I can put to it. And, and they said I needed to to leave. Um, it was I was in a dangerous situation. And this was not my path. And with that, they went. And I thought, I did think at the time I was losing the plot completely. Um, but it, it stopped me in my tracks. Um, and I tried to analyze it. Did I feel scared by what I'd seen? No. Did it feel ominous? No. Um, and I took on board. And what's tended to happen, I sort of got guided if you will for a better word in the sense that when I knew my husband then was going to be particularly nasty I'd get don't go home yet um, and or you know go and hide or go out you'll it'll be fine but give it an hour so I started to really listen to their guidance and wow. um when I'd finally broken away from, from this, they became more talkative about how I everything that I'd gone through was to help me help other people who felt disempowered, mm. who felt that they didn't have a voice and that they felt lost, confused either with their own personal development direction or their spiritual path. And not to worry, people, they would send people. Well, at that time, I hooked up then with my second husband, who was so supportive of everything that I did. Uh, and we were asked effectively to build a light centre. Um, and it was really strange because at the time when I was with my second husband, um, we, we'd had a, we started a really successful business. It wasn't spiritual, but that was taken away from us when the Twin Towers hit. 
Um, and we both looked at one another and said, what we're going to do? And straight away, the angelic realm said to me, trust, it's time to step in and create this spiritual center. Um, and being cynical and human, we thought, well, that's okay. But having a spiritual center isn't really going to pay the bills. We've just bought this house for this business that we were doing. Um, we effectively looked like we were going to lose everything. But what was really strange was the angelic realm said, we will sort it, but you have to put your trust in us. Um, and that I, rem I always remember was a Wednesday night. And then the next morning I got a phone call from a woman um, over in Scunthorpe. And she said that she'd been recommended me. Uh, and would I come and speak at a mind, body, spirit event? Which I found was really, really strange because I wasn't working professionally, spiritually. Um, but I'd got a couple of contacts with a local spiritualist church that I'd been sort of been friends with. So I thought perhaps it had come from there. So I went along um, and I got asked to, would I speak about my spiritual journey? So I went along and did that, um, and people were then asking me for readings. So I, I sat and did some readings, and um, the response was really good. And, and when I came home, because of the money that I'd made from doing the readings, that sort of got me and my husband financially through the next week or so. And, and then I got invited again. So every time finances went a bit low, the angelic realm stepped in, and it just sort of took this life of its own um and, and and you know particularly archangel metatron stepped in for me uh and archangel metatron has, uh, has really been pivotal in my spiritual journey and my work with the angelic realm and everything that they've given us um because my husband was then an atheist who didn't believe in really believe in all this um it took him uh, and me sometimes with the things that they were asking of us to do um, a big leap of faith. But every time they kept bringing the guidance, they backed it up with evidence or they backed it up with what I really love is synchronicity where everything just falls into place and you don't know how the hell it's just happened. But everything is just sort of clicked into line. Yeah. Um, and, you know, from from talking about angels they then said you're going to teach and I was thinking okay what am I going to teach said you're going to teach spiritual things we'll guide you um and when I started to do the classes that I would just channel them so that people that were coming for the classes were getting taught effectively direct from source yeah. and the idea was helping people tap into their divine sovereignty um finding the power is, has always been within them. Um, then they guided me and said, we're going to give you the guided meditations and all the trans-channeled meditations, which I think at the moment stand at about 103 we've done. They were always wow. trans-channeled from the angelic realm and um, they're given to help humanity evolve and grow. Um, we've written books from the, that have been channeled from the angels and now at the moment they've got me writing my autobiography which I'm not really if anybody that knows me I don't really like talking about myself and um so uh that is uh, another challenge for me now writing my writing my autobiography yeah, of my so journey as to how I've got to this point 
it sounds like a wonderful journey and i think a lot of people particularly on the spiritual path or even just on their pathway of life will resonate with a lot of that that yeah uh, even in the toughest of experiences brings that brings the wisdom and the teaching so strong yeah i think what stuck for me Stephen and chris was and I've never forgot it. The the angel that I saw at the time that was in that, that living room of mine said, take what disempowers you and use it to empower you. Yeah. And with that, it this angel went. And I spent a good couple of weeks, I got really angry, you know, take what disempowers you. And I'm thinking, why can't they just speak? Why can't they just say, do this or do that? Um, and I had to work it out. I could. It, it, it really irritated the pants off me that they they given me this cryptic clue. Yeah. Um, and but it, I I started to understand that every experience we're having, everything that is, it's not happening to us. It's happening for us. Wow. And it's giving and it's giving us this perspective of um, choices. So it's not bad. It's not. It's not good. It's there's a polarity of different options that you can, and and every time something comes up, the universe is saying, or your angels are saying, what about this? And what about this? So that you can work out where you're going with it. Um, And um, that's how we get our mastership. It's, it's the path we walk and that's how then we can serve others. Um, And all the journey that I've come through, um, I see it now as a really blessed lesson that I've learned. Yes, it's been painful. Yes, I've had my struggles with it. Um, it's driven me, I have to say, to the point of suicidal thoughts at the time. But I came through it. And I think that's why I went through that, because I, I try with the work that I do. My work is never for entertainment purposes. Um, I my work is about how do you grow through this how you know we're not breaking down we're breaking through something to, uh, whether it's another layer to ourselves within our spiritual growth or even as a person um, and using that connection with the spirit world using that connection with angels and our guides um, it's all there to help us um, explore this school that we're in yeah absolutely amazing i just want to add there jill very inspirational and you you find me and chris have found that you know interviewing a lot of people that have had spiritual people that have taken spiritual pathways haven't had it easy and that you used a very powerful word the empathy that it in a way the angels the, the, the spirit world you know before our reincarnation we would have you know, prepared ourselves for these choices so that it can give us the empathy and the understanding to yeah. really, because we are at service, aren't we? And we can't be at service if we don't have that understanding. So for me, so if anybody is listening that are struggling, find huge inspiration in Joe's words there. It's not going to be easy, but and it, what you said before, Joe, is absolutely amazing. It's something me and Chris use all the time. The universe is not against us. They work with us. And everything That's happens, right, it yeah. happens for a reason. And yeah. not not to react to those choices and, and really to have faith. I think we're mm-hmm. a lot a lot of people have lost faith and to remember. They have, them. yeah. Yeah. Really, really powerful what's being shared. So 
um, as we sort of move forward now, we're talking about angels and the angelic realms. Um, what What is your understanding, if we were to ask you, what's your understanding of the angelic realms and angelic beings? Okay, so... Again, I always said there's no your experience of angels may differ from mine. I can only speak from my personal experience, but my experience of the angelic realm is that they've helped me to to come to this understanding that an angel is a form of ethereal, higher conscious light energy. Now everything is energy. That's what the angels tell me, and this angelic consciousness has the ability to condense its energy into form for the purpose of resembling matter. But it can also expand that energy into different forms. So what I, I've come to understand is angelic conscious energy, it's, it's neither male or female, which has the ability to alter its vibration. But um, I always try to make things, put things more into a practical, down-to-earth way in which we can understand this. So if you, for example, consider the element of water, Water is a form of energy. So when we subject it to lower temperatures, a lower vibration, it becomes a solid mass, what we call mm -hmm. ice. But then yeah. when we apply heat, which is another form of vibrational energy, we alter the energy of water, then it becomes steam. So and this is this is how the angelic realm are. They're this energy. Um, and, and, and so it's they can work with us in whatever form is more comfortable for us but that energy is there to uplift to inspire to guide it's not there to to save us it's not there to um make things easy for us in the sense so that we don't learn the lessons that we're meant to learn but they're there to nurture and guide um perhaps as a parent would do yeah to watch over but allow learning to take place through experience um, and, and the angelic realm for me is, is very much like a large corporation. I used to call it God, God Inc., God Incorporated, um, because just within a corporation, we've got all these various departments which help and su can support you with the running of a particular business. You've got this, this angelic corporation with their various departments, um, and they're there to support all the different things that we're going through. So, for example, if you're going through divorce, you'll have angels that spe uh, specifically work in those sort of areas and arenas. Um, and um, so with, within that sort of, if I say corporate or spiritual structure, uh, we've got this framework that if you are open to um, connecting with that energy and you're aware of that energy, you've got another uh arrow in your pack effectively to help you navigate life yeah absolutely i'm sure that will resonate with a lot of people who are listening um but just it was interesting what you said before uh, you know when you mentioned the archangel metatron being with you at that certain mm -hmm. point in your life i just want to share a little a, a small story with you about archangel metatron that i experienced yeah you know when you said when you you saw this angelic being the first time you thought Oh, am, I, am I losing it? And I, I went through a period, it was about four years ago, when I had two people separately come up to me and said, Archangel Metatron's with you. I can feel his energy. And I thought at the time, I don't know how I feel about that. 
<laughs> no, and I was really dismissive. Anyway, we were at a mind, body and spirit event, myself and Stephen. And this lady had some pictures uh, and they're all different, beautiful colored pictures that she was selling in frames. And all day I couldn't take my eyes off one picture. And I thought, if it's still there at the end of the day, I'm going to go over and get it. Mm. So end of the day comes, I go over and I said, like that picture. And she said, oh, with the picture, you know, comes, it links with an archangel. And I said, oh, which one's that? And she said, Archangel Metatron. And I nearly fainted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> yeah that's one of those really synchronistic moments where you think, okay, I get it. Because they keep giving us nudges. Yeah. Uh, and, and you think, mm, maybe, is it, is it, is it me? Is it spirit? You know, am I sure, you know. But as, as the synchronicity gets to the point where it, it's almost as though they've hit you over the head with a mallet and said, now will you believe? Yeah. <laughs> that, that was the mallet for sure. But then I was like, hey, you'd start paying attention. And but, but what question that leads me to a little bit is, why do you feel certain angels come to us at certain points of our life and, and do they walk with us through certain periods of our life? Yes, they do. As, as, from what Metatron's shown me, okay, um, everything, there's, there is this hierarchy, this structure of divine creation, divine consciousness. There's loads of different layers. Um, everything created um, is interlinked. So when a soul has been created, that there is a guardianship spirit a higher consciousness that watches over that. Now, some people that are into angels say every time you're born, you get a new guardian angel. As I understand it from what Archangel Metatron has told me, the guardian angel of that soul is there for eternity. But then what you have is you have a, an archangel who oversees your physical journey. You have an archangel who oversees your mental, emotional, and intellectual journey. And then you have an archangel that oversees your spiritual journey. So, so already there's three there, plus your guardian angel. But then you have your spiritual, I call like effectively social workers. So if you've got bereavement, you're going to have Archangel Athwil and his ministering angels come in. If we're dealing, sadly, with things like cancer or life-threatening diseases, or even if we're going to have surgery, there's angels there that come and just hold the energies to enable you to get through and, and process effectively what, what you need to process at the level that you need to process it at. Um, and so the angels are always there. And it's not a case of, I mean, one of the things that I often get asked is, you know, oh, well, can you prove angels exist? Um, and my response is always the same. Can you prove gravity exists? Because the true answer is, if, if you look at the scientific community, there, there's what the scientific community believe is, is something called gravitational waves, um, which is a form of energy, but no one's able to actually prove. And that is the same with angels. It's this wave of consciousness that is able to adapt. And I don't feel that we'll ever truly at this level, um, in this form, understand everything that there is to understand about it. But if you can wrap your head around we're all conscious energy and that all we're really having to do is is to become more aware of ourselves as energy, 
the more aware we are of that, then the more aware we are of being able to experience angelic energies or different frequencies, because we're all intuitive. So it's just really a case of, of practicing sitting in our own energies and then getting a feel of how to raise or change our vibration and expand that. And also as well, I think one of the biggest issues that most of us have is trusting that process. Yeah, trust the process, absolutely. And yeah. what you so, said um, with these different angels coming in for us at different times, it's like effectively they're holding that space for us to do what we need to do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think the other thing as well is is the angels aren't up there somewhere and we're yeah. down here. Uh, I always say to people, you know, energy, everything is here. It's yes. already with us. So so all we're doing is when we open up our awareness, what it's doing, it, there's this blending that takes place. So it's like a two clouds suddenly merging. Yeah, they'll merge together yeah. for a while, and then and then they'll 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 separate again. But they're still in the same environment. They're still in the same. They're still there. Um, so it's just wherever wherever you focus, your energy follows. So so if you're focusing on your awareness, you're focusing focusing on that intention of 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 feeling that spiritual world or feeling your angels. If you just sit patiently, it it will you'll feel it. You have to do your 50% as well. I found this with any kind of spiritual work. You yeah. have to do, I think the, the, there is the ego part of the, the mind that expects, and spirit don't work that way. We have to be humble and have gratitude and be humble as well in that process, yeah. don't we? Yeah. I, 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 one of the things I always say to people when, if, if I get students that come to me and say, oh, I want to learn to do this, I normally say, why? And they, yeah. look, at me going, they look at me going, ow. And I say, <laughs> you know, it, it depends. It, it's one thing to think, oh, it would be great and, and cool to be able to do it, you know, but, but there's got to be a desire for an exchange of information, yeah. for a, a desire to grow. Uh, and a desire to take what you've you've learned or what you're experiencing to share with everybody else to help those other people who perhaps maybe just lost. Well, we call it Jill. We call it intention. We always say to people, "What is your intention?" And you're absolutely right. People look at you and, "Wow, what is he talking about?" And it does start with intention. You know, if it your intention is pure and good the angels or spirit that they'll be happy to work with you yeah the the other thing is as well that um i w when you say uh, when you're good okay sometimes um if we're struggling with a lot of negative energy hmm. but we 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 ask for support we ask to be shown a way through so that we can change into a better person then again, the angelic realm will 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 assist. Wow, that's that interesting. Be yeah, because I was going to ask you that question because yeah. um, we experienced a lot of grief, myself and Chris, last year. I lost my mum and lost two very good friends of ours. And uh, I, I sometimes the past few months, I'll be sitting in bed and I'll be meditating and I can feel the angelic realms and I can feel the shadow of my soul coming through the grief that I've not, I was, I don't want to see. And mm. the angels are gently pushing and saying, Look, you got to see, you got to look at this, Stephen. It yeah. is making me feel comfortable. 
and then the anxiety that that pain surfaces so so i think you, you're right the angels aren't always there with love and light and yeah they are full of love and light but a bit of toughness they i do. find for me uh, which is absolutely oh my god i can't hack this but it's they're, they're working with us aren't they they, they're definitely working with us. I mean, um, they really kicked my butt in 2019. <laughs> 2019, I lost everyone, including all my pets, except my two sons. And it, it, it was just one after the other, after the other, after the other. Uh, so the whole of 2019, um, I just felt I was really being tested to the point where uh, it took me, particularly when I lost Glenn, um, it really I really lost my faith. I sort of entered this void because I couldn't believe, um, again, the humanness in me was, well, why have you done this to me when I work for you, when I, I support you, and I try to help so many other people? But, yeah. th but the thing is, is being spiritual doesn't get you your free dinner ticket it's, it, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't make it any you've still got to go through the things that you've yes. got to go through um and you can you can kick you can scream you can shout um and i think i had about a good two three months where i, I refused to work with spirit I, you know when they came I said go away i'm not doing this um but i started to realize that Again, this is happening for me. So I, what was I meant to learn from this? And when everything was starting to go wrong, because again, our vibration, I think, mirrors then the reality. I had a hell of a lot of things go terribly wrong after I'd lost my husband. Um, and I suddenly realized how, because of my own energies, because of my own stubbornness, I was creating this almost like this flux of energy where it was all wow. clashing and all breaking down. And the only way through it was again to go into that, that silence and sit and say to spirit, okay, you're going to have to show me because I really just don't know where I'm going, what I'm doing. I don't even know why I'm here anymore. Um, and, and slowly, but surely, I was I was led out through that um, and even now I mean it's been it'll be three years in July and I still have those grieving periods yeah because I think that's something that we we're always working through and on but each time I've I, I, the angels never let you down yeah they never let you down yeah I don't wow. you... something I've found um you know, something with with grief uh, in my experience has been that, of course, we know that, you know, it'll be fine and we live beyond this this realm, but it doesn't stop us missing those people in the physical. Not at all. I mean, I thought I was just going to go once Glenn had moved on. Um, I just thought, oh, we'd continue talking like we normally do. But, I mean, as I said, it's been nearly three years and I've had... I think I've had a couple of things, but I've had nothing. Um, and I have been told by Archangel Metatron that I can't have that conversation because I have to, I have to come through um, this. I've always, I've always 
had people to depend on if that makes yeah. sense yeah. um and in this chapter of my life i have to learn to take a hundred percent responsibility and it, this is my time to to make choices and see where those choices take me whereas before i i was i'm, I'm really easy going with people yeah we'll go with that i don't mind you know let's work together um Sometimes when I did that, I don't feel I necessarily made the right choices. Yeah, yeah. So, and this is what I'm here to learn now. So I'm I'm learning to make choices and at times failing miserably, thinking, God, what was I thinking? Why did I do that? But um, again, step back. Okay, what was I meant to learn from that? Um, where was I? Um, on an energy level where was I on a spiritual level when I made that decision um, and so now I'm I'm having to learn to use the inner compass without any interference yeah um, so, I mean very very yeah doing. very simply into it yeah um, we, we can't nobody no soul can outrun what we have to learn and, oh. it, and it and it takes thousands and thousands of years because there's no time no, there uh, isn't. No. There is no time. So go with the flow. Grow with the flow. That's why I say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I just wanted to touch sort of on one thing that I felt, um, because I do feel this subject of grief has come up in this conversation for an important reason. Yeah, that I find I find the world seems to move on very quickly. Everything is fast, fast, fast now. And, and, it, and it's very simple. What I've learned from losing very two very close friends last year is it takes mm. time. Like anything, it can't be rushed. It can't. And the yeah. thing is as well, I mean, I, I've actually lost uh, somebody um, as a, who I thought was a very good friend, but they turned out not to be a good friend um, to the point where um, I think it was a year in and I got, oh, you should be over that now. Yeah. You know, it's it, oh, stop going there. It's time you got over it exactly to the point saying. where I, I ended up getting really angry and said, excuse me, but my husband was 28 years of my life and I will never yeah. get over it. Yeah. Um, and and to expect me to just because what happens, I find when when you lose somebody, um, uh, particularly for me, uh, I'm a mom. And although I'd got two teenage boys um I, I got to be there for them yeah um, and also as well I was dealing with the fact that we couldn't stay in the house that that we we'd lived in for for 21 years um so I had to I I had to get rid of that and and I think the death process is really hard because when you've just lost someone then you're expected to get rid of the, all their clothes and things, and then you're getting rid of the body. It's as though you, you're being forced to erase them out yeah, of your life. I understand that. At a time when um, you, you're already feeling that loss so deeply and trying to, to work out, particularly I think when, when you lose a partner or someone you love, like a mum and dad, but particularly a partner where – for for no matter how many years it's been a we it's been our dreams it's been our goals to suddenly well who am i without this person who what is my purpose without this person mm -hmm. um what do i really like where do i go 
and all those sort of questions are coming up at a time when you you you're probably as low as you can possibly be yeah um and i think that is where whether it's it's um a faith in in god whether it's a faith in spirit or a faith in yourself you have to find a faith in something to keep that hope alive to keep you putting that one foot in front of the other um and and i always say to anybody that I, you know i counsel or coach um when it comes to grief give yourself the space you need and listen to that voice within um and and for me grief is a process of learning to still celebrate the life of the person that you love that you've lost because yeah. whatever you're thinking of them you're keeping them alive yeah yeah um and, and so i mean my husband used to say that he didn't think we were truly dead until nobody could remember you yeah. in the wow. physical world um and so when we laugh we raise our vibration and they'll live on through us they'll they'll be here with us um so so it's okay to cry. It's okay to feel what you're feeling. And I think it's really important because we live in a world where you shouldn't be depressed or you shouldn't get upset. But within that process, there's a spiritual journey that's taking place. Yeah. What is your... Yeah, Joe, so, I just want to ask you really, you know, um, absolutely fascinating and very inspirational. But what is... I don't know if this is something that you've asked uh, the Metatron or some of the other angels about what is their thoughts on the word grief? What's their perspective on the human experience of grief? Because obviously, like you said before, everything's happening for a reason. And, you know, grief is something that we're going to all experience. Yeah. So there must be a very valuable lesson there. And that my only thought as you were talking, there must be spirit implanting this thought is maybe as human beings, we attach, we have this attachment that can be quite not toxic, but it, it might not, the attachment to others is maybe not as healthy as we think. We can get attached to animals and we get attached to loved ones and maybe losing somebody really. I don't know. I don't, what's your thoughts? What's the angels thoughts? Have you ever asked the angels? I've, I've never asked the angels thoughts on that. I have asked spirit why it is I couldn't, I can't connect with Glenn. Um, and Metatron's give me a, a fair few reasons. Firstly, because um, anybody that knew me and Glenn have always said they'd never seen a relationship like it. I think it was the nearest we could have got to, to two soulmates being together in a physical world. Uh, yeah. We lived together. We worked together 24-7. Um, we didn't really need anything or anybody else um we we learned that we each of us were enough and with with it together we we were just so happy um but when you lose that and that and i feel really blessed that i've had that so so blessed that i've had that in my life um but when you lose that you your grief takes you to another level of yourself that you didn't know exists your grief is is only a polarity scale of love it is another form of love 
And when wow, you go yeah. into that, it, it does it does lower your frequency. So it makes it harder for you to connect with with your loved ones in spirit. But it, it's what happens is we we bring our energies in, we condense our energies down. It, almost as if it's like a, a, a protective mode that we're doing. We're condensing our energies down until we can we can process on a spiritual level the gift of love that we've been given and the blessing that that's brought. Um, yeah. And although that person is not with us in a physical level, their, their essence, everything, the experiences we've had with them, the highs, the lows, they're a part of our own energy now. They're a part of our own soul, a part of, of, of who we've become in this journey. And so we're bringing that with us, but we have to learn at some point that we come into this world on our own and we go out of it on our own. Yes. And, uh, and it, it's, it's not about what we've lost. It's about what we've gained that that when you get to that level you move on to another form of enlightenment i get it now um very powerful very powerful we we i mean sometimes if you think about it you could say well it's being selfish because it's almost like being a two-year-old stamping your feet well i want my husband here i don't want to be like this and you're forcing me to live this way and i don't want this and i don't want that um and, and when we close down we don't see this beautiful new chapter although it's difficult um we are being offered a new chapter another chance to experience something on a whole new different level so if we can embrace that and honor our ancestors whether it's our parents honor the fact that they chose us to be with in this particular space and time and grow from that then i think i think that then lives you back to that level where you need to be if that makes sense wow very inspirational very much so yeah. I, I feel that I really uh not only resonate with many people but i feel it will assist many who are listening i felt that was really uh yeah. powerful what we spoke about um just to go on to another question and and this is mm -hmm. something we get asked a lot about not only angels and the angelic realms but spirit in general and we'll get people coming up to myself or Stephen and saying, how can I connect with the angels, my guardian angel, my guide? And what would be the answer that you would give if uh, somebody was to come up and ask that? Okay, for me, communication with the spirit world, be it your guides, um, your angels, uh, your loved ones. All right, any form of connection with the spirit is, is first and foremost a form of telepathy or mentalism, if you prefer. Now, everyone can do this. Um, and it really is as simple as just as talking to them as, as we're talking now, as you would talk to a friend or a loved one. And you can either talk in your head to your angels or you can ask out loud. Um, I say you can pray, you can meditate, you can sing. I mean, I've even shouted at the angels before now. I, you know, why have you done this to me? But realizing that they haven't done it to me, it's just something that I've elected to experience. Um, but they're always listening. They're always there. But if you if you want to get really serious, then I think first and foremost, I always um, encourage my students to first develop 
um, a relationship with their own intuition. Um, the more you understand how your own intuition works, whether it's you see spirit, whether or not you feel spirit, whether or not um, you hear spirit, the more you understand about how you work, the deeper your awareness becomes of the energies that are around you. So, for example, um, if we were discuss discussing mediumship, um, if you do mediumship or I'm teaching mediumship, when you're working with your intuition, it's sometimes referred to as sitting in your power. Have you heard of that yeah, before? Yes, we are. Yeah. yeah. So it, it, it's a similar process with the angels. So what you're doing is you're learning to be aware of your energy. So so you might sit quietly and, and just, just get a feel for how you feel. Um, and then as you sit more quietly, then set the intention and ask whether it's your guide or your angels, to, to make a connection with you. Um, and then what you do is you, you have to be patient, but you're waiting then. And then what you'll do, what you'll find is, if you just sit and remain open, you should start to get a sensation or something happening. But what I've noticed with the angelic realm is you often get a physical reaction. So when you're sat, um, it's almost if you can feel your aura, there's almost as though there's a slight pressure initially. Um, and this is because your angels will come around you. Now, most of the time, angels will tend to come behind you. And that's because even if, just like if, if I was sat in a room with you and I walked straight up to your face, you'd think, <laughs> who's this person coming towards me so they tend to either come in from the side or just stand slightly behind so you feel comfortable and and what's happening is you blend with spirit or you blend with your angels this sort of where the auras the energies meet so that it's a little bit like you can feel the energy of, of a balloon pressing but what you also get when you're working with angels if you're quiet enough some people get what i call a quickening and that's where you your heart starts to feel as though it's racing a little bit. Um, or, you, that, yeah. or you get static energy. You, it's almost as though you can feel this energy pulsing around you. Yeah. Um, and that for me is like, right, I'm they're here. I'm getting an angelic boost. They're bringing those energies in. And so then what you do is you, you, you open up and say, I, I can feel that. Okay, show me more. And then when you do that and you don't, place expectations on how you expect it to be or how you expect it to go that then takes you up to that next level where you've blended your energies with the angelic realm or with your guides um, and you can practice you can you can sit quietly um, in fact I've got a contacting the angels uh, webinar on on Thursday um, and we're going to be doing an exercise similar to that where we're going to practice. And so you can feel the difference between your guide's energies and your angel's energies. And you can ask. Um, so you get a feel because there's always what I call a tell. Like if we're playing poker with different angels or different guides, they've got different um, energies. But you can also sense. So, for example, um, for some people, if we're working with Archangel Michael, um, Archangel Michael may come in from the left. Uh, and every time you'll feel this energy and you get goosey bumps and tingles down your left-hand side. Um, and it, you can say to Archangel Michael, if that's you, Michael, can you make that energy stronger? And he'll, he'll, you'll feel it. It will come in. Um, again, for some people, Archangel Michael may come in from the right. 
because they'll work with you but you have to get used to to being in that that energy um and even if you don't know what to say because sometimes uh, i get students to say well i want to work with angels but i don't know what to say to them um and i always say well think of what you need so for example if if we're feeling scared or we're afraid rather than focus on the negative energy just ask your angels to help you feel at peace yeah um and they'll do that for you or if you're feeling sad angels can you can you lift my sadness can you help me feel joy can you help me feel hopeful focus on on what you'd like to feel but are struggling to feel and they will they'll help you so if you're feeling insecure ask them to help you feel secure and, and when we do that as i say if you're not dictating oh angels i want you to do me xyz that allows the energy just to gently grow and build around you and i think that's what's important because when we place expectations be it on other people or things or situations or even spirit we, we limit the potential for the experience uh, in its fullness that we're meant to have. Yeah, 100%. It's yeah. interesting you mentioned in, intention um, because as you were talking there, um, it's a, a lot of people are talking even um, on uh, media platforms. It's coming up about manifesting, manifesting um, yeah. an intention at this moment um so what are your thoughts on that because um i, I watched something the other day that that there's the, there's two schools of thought on it that you have to do your 50 percent in one mm -hmm. that spoke about but that also you can't just sit there in one place and expect you're going to manifest something that's going to come knocking on your door and it's all sorted <laughs> <You know? laughs> so it's like the clarity uh, is, is needed sometimes so what are your thoughts on um okay um if I'm manifesting, the first thing that I normally do is I think about why I want what I think I want. Um, and I think it's a, a given that if you say to people, you know, if you could manifest, oh, I, I, want, I want loads of money. Um, okay. But it's not really the money that you want. It's the feeling that the money will bring to you. Yeah. So it might be you feel insecure, worrying about whether or not you're going to have enough money at the end of this month or next month to pay the bills. So if you focus on on the feeling that if I if I was financially secure, I would feel a lot more relaxed in myself. So in order to manifest that thing, the first thing I need to know is, A, yes, my intention is I would like to be more financially uh, free and have less worry about money. But I also now acknowledge that I want to have less anxiety. So by being more at peace with myself. And I found for me, um, going from having a dual income to just one and being a mom, um, and plus with all the the hikes that we've had in the fuel bills and things, it's easy to get caught up in that, oh, God, everybody's, you know, we're all going to crash and burn. Nobody's going to have any money. There's no money. But the thing is, is, is Archangel Metatron said, when you're manifesting, you have to be that vibration for it to match. Yeah. So if, if life isn't working for you, 
look at where it's not working and where what's the feeling behind why it's not working so it can be where we might not feel we're in control of our life we may not feel um that um we may feel insecure because we're on our own so it's about feeling and matching that vibration of what it is you want but also if you did get that there's only so much you can do with money after you've bought your house after you've bought your car after you've you know maybe got all the designer gear you could possibly want and you've traveled around the world um there's a law called the law of diminishing returns i don't know if you've heard of that no i haven't no okay um i've just realized my phone's on so let me just turn that off um before it rings um if if you let's say you love chocolate if every meal was chocolate, then each time you had that chocolate, the the feeling that it gave you of pleasure would start to diminish. Mm-hmm. So the law of diminishing returns is the more you have of something, the less it holds meaning for you. So, so when you're wanting to manifest, think about what is it i really feel because it's not a thing you want it's a feeling yeah that's so true and so what you think might be oh you know i want i don't know um let's say a rolex watch all right it's not the watch perhaps it's the feeling that it adds to our status that it 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 boosts our sense of self-worth so we can still do that without needing that object um, and, and this is where I, I, I've, I, a lot of my work is involved in, in utilizing. We have a power. We have a choice. Um, and I, if you look at no matter who you look at in the world, there's only two things they're seeking. One is love. And the next one is validation. Yeah, so if, 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 if we, uh, you know, if, if we came, started in kindergarten, giving the kids the self-esteem, the confidence, the, you know, the validation that they feel heard, because most people don't feel heard. Most people don't feel understood uh, for all the technology that we've got with communication. And this is a great way that we're using technology today to talk. We need to connect with people. And that's what we're losing. And we cannot find that. You cannot find that in an object. You cannot find that. It's through touch. It's through connection. It's through um, sharing of of ideas. Um, so when we're wanting to manifest, if if the more happier you are, the more things are just going to feel right. It really is a perspective. So I, for me, I always say to people, if you want to start ma- manifesting before you do anything, learn to be at peace with yourself, who you are, what yeah. you already have. And just trust the rest will fall into place. Wow, very, very wise. I just want to ask you a question there, Jill. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> just going back there, uh, just um, when we were talking about connecting with with angels. Now, can angels, well, I've experienced this personally, so maybe I'm asking for validation there from you. <laughs> yeah. uh, is your dreams, your astral traveling when, you, when you're dreaming. Yeah. Over the years since I was a young boy, uh, I've had very, very vivid dreams, one with Angel Archangel Gabriel and about a couple of years, Archangel Michael. Now, do they come to you in your dreams? And the second part of that question is, we know that the angelic, they present themselves 
to us how we understand because at the end of the day we're still a spirit in a physical body so we have sort of had to understand that yeah now i saw archangel gabriel this beautiful i've never felt love like it just you know holding me and then with archangel michael i remember flying and seeing him like an african man and mm -hmm. he was with other workers so maybe that's how i understood so I don't know what your thoughts are on there about the dreams and about how they present themselves to us. Okay. As I understand it, when our logical mind um, has only one function, and that is to keep us alive, um, mm. and in com combination with the subconscious mind. So the logical mind is, the, is like the, the processor of a computer. And then in the subconscious is all the imprints of family and, and beliefs and values and society's imprints. Um, and what happens is um, when you're awake, your brain, believe it or not, is filtering out so many things. Yeah. That you don't even know is happening around you. Um, and with all that and all the distractions that we have, and our lack of attention to detail and learning to, to just be still. We're, we're running at 100 miles an hour. So it's really hard for us to be aware of the spirit world around us. But when you're asleep, the logical, critical mind shuts off. And then we go through this process, apparently, whereby the, the the subconscious mind is like a filing system so the first part of your sleep according to the angels what's happening is it's sort of filing all this information as to what's relevant what's not uh, uh, millions of it's going ever so fast and then what happens is once once that's all sorted when you hit your really deep sleep then at that point we go astral traveling it enables the soul to come up um, you may go and go to one of the archangel schools of learning. You may go flying and visit family. You may go connect with what I call a parallel life, because al although we see lives as past and future, they're all happening at the same time, as I understand yeah. it. So yeah. you're you're dipping in and out of various um, call it like you're in a big building. So like in a lift, you're going up and down into different rooms. Um, to to learn or to experience something that needs to to be either logged into the conscious mind for when you wake the next day, or something that you need to release or heal or work on or, or learn. Um, so when you're asleep, it's really easy for spirit to work with you because yeah. there's no interference, and as well, there's less static because most of the equipment's off in your house um everything's quiet it's still and and when we're sleeping if you providing you haven't got you know your tv on and a, a mobile phone going off in your bedroom and you've got my bedroom's really quiet uh, and i make sure that i have no electrical equipment in there that then enables you to really feed the soul while you're sleeping um, and and the angels do appear. Sometimes the angels will appear to you as an animal. Sometimes your angels will appear to you as a child or, a, or an elderly person so that you don't feel threatened. And then other times they'll just reveal themselves as you perceive them in your mind so you can identify them. Because I remember asking 
um, Archangel Metatron. Why is it? You know, we've got wings, uh, and the, the the reason why they they appear with with these wings is it makes it easier for you to determine the difference between a spirit guide or a loved one and an angel. Wow. So that's why originally, if we go way back to when when we were first put on the planet and we were starting to develop uh, and grow, um, they had their aura glowed, uh, which gave them this wing-like. Um, and that's where when you look at painters like Michelangelo and Cezanne, um, the, the romantic period of, of art, they drew them with wings because they were trying to capture the glow of the, the aura. So just like when you look at a light bulb, if you look at a light bulb, you can see that little prism, that halo of light around them. Um, and that's why they appear with the wings. Wow. Absolutely amazing. Thank you for answering that <laughs> question. Thank you. You could feel Stephen absorbing that information. <laughs> I'm a sponge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was fantastic because that, that is the other question dreams get asked about a lot, a lot. Yeah um you know it's it, that's a huge subject within its sense but just just changing subject a little bit <laughs> yeah uh, another subject now um is more on the 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 the, the earth plane side of things mm -hmm. in um, i suppose we could call it the the what we would see maybe as a block or in man-made religions how angels have been depicted and whether okay. that causes issues or you feel it's caused confusion and your aspect on why that how that duality or why it would exist okay um right tricky one i don't feel religious institutions per se have created blocks on angels yeah. because because at least they they acknowledge angels yeah um so but what I, one of the things that I've had to learn and the angels have sort of really drilled into me when I've, why is it this, why is it that, is there's no right and wrongs. There's just different views and different opinions and all are valid. Um, and, um, and each person's belief should be respected. It doesn't make it wrong. It just is, okay? And I think humanity um, as a whole seems to, overly focus on what someone else is or isn't doing or because it's different to what they believe it's wrong um and so i i embrace anybody's culture and i i always if somebody says to me for example um oh i'm catholic that's really interesting you know tell me more about it because i want to learn i want to see things from their perspective because everything adds something to, to to and if we can embrace that um then we can grow more but anything that we we think is is oh i don't agree with that we shut it down we don't we, we're not even going to go there and and just just sit and think well that's interesting you know how well how is it and why is it this person is 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 seeing it this way um because I always say to, to my students on, um, you're on your own soul's journey. Um, and to me, it's about being fully present 
in where you are. And I think humanity is so wrapped up in what somebody else is doing that it's almost like if you were driving down the motorway, you're driving in somebody else's lane. You should be taking care of your business. Am I on the right path? Am I being a good person? Am I being kind? Am I being loving? Am I being open? Uh, do I embrace all people? Am I am I open to sharing and helping people that I come across? Um, and then if you do that, you're, you're reducing all the stress of whatever else is going on. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, religious institutions for me offer a perspective. And it's your own free will uh, and choice that dictates whether or not you want to embrace that. For me personally, I find religious religions um, limit. Um, and whereas I would prefer love because love liberates. So I choose the path of love. Um, I choose the path of openness um, and yes, sometimes we learn there are some people that perhaps aren't as nice to us, but I'm thankful for for the for the lesson that it's taught me. It's taught me something new rather than say, oh, that's a bad person um, because I'm not them. I'm not walking in their shoes. I'm not when I say I'm not at that le their level. I don't mean that I'm better or lower than them, but I'm not seeing it from from where they're at. Not your I, haven't, I haven't experienced maybe the pain that they're carrying right now. Mm -hmm. um, so I think everything that we're experiencing, we're thinking or feeling is just a perspective. Um, and, and my viewpoint with what I found with the angels is they're always showing us different doorways. And some people will choose religion. Some people might choose paganism, spiritualism, even atheism. Um, and no matter what, what perspective you choose, uh, again, it comes back to, Everybody's just seeking to be loved, to be validated. Um, it, it's like music. Not everybody likes the same same music, but music can can bring people together um, if they're prepared to listen to it. It's like food. It's like art. It's like wine. Um, so it's. I do feel sometimes religion can be blamed for a lot of things, but. For me, it boils down to be again a hundred percent accountability. While we're blaming somebody else, we're we're saying we're disempowered. Yeah. So, uh, so, so I feel the only blocks we have are, are what's in here in our minds, whether it's it's through prejudiced thoughts, prejudiced feelings, and if we don't share and say to somebody, "I'm really struggling to to find how to understand all this." Um, instead of somebody saying, oh, well, don't be so stupid or, or you need to see it this way, sometimes it's just a case of saying, well, look, I'll hold your hand. We'll get through this together. I perhaps don't really understand it either, but let's just see where it goes. Let's just not stress out about that. We're okay where we are right now. Let's just breathe and let's then figure out what we're going to do next. So yeah. um, you, you brought... <laughs> Great, Sorry. great clarity even with me. Thank you so much for that answer. It was, uh, and and you know what stood out? It was a conversation myself and Stephen had the other day. We have our best conversations in the car when we're traveling places. <laughs> <laughs> and it was about this, we find, and, and maybe we've done this, we probably have on our pathway, is 
different ways of doing things, we can get wrapped up in, oh, that's wrong and this is right, sooner than saying, it's just different ways. Mm. That's all it is. It yeah. doesn't mean that's wrong just because that's, no. that's right for us. Yeah. And that's what I feel we need to step away from. Archangel Metatron always says it is what it is. It's your <laughs> choice of how you choose to embrace it or reject it or view it. Yeah. There's, there's many sides to truth. It just yeah. depends on what side of the door you want to stand on or whether or not you want to stand above it or below it. There's loads of different ways of looking at it. Um, and as, as I say, it's the angels are saying it's the universe showing you that there's so many different levels to, to what is in front of you. So be just be aware of that because we're not our thoughts. If you're aware you're thinking then you're not your thoughts. There's something else, which I, I believe is our soul, that has this awareness of everything that's going off. Um, but because we've, we've got so much stuff around us, so much noise, um, I think we've, we've lost our connection to our own intuition because of external distractions. Yeah. You know, before in caveman times, our, we were, our awareness was on alert. It alerted us when there was danger it was coming because we could feel it. Um, and we could feel a change in the weather. We knew when, you know, when the seasons were changing. We watched the stars. Um, and all these ancient abilities are still within us. But I think, you know, like a master craftsman, if we're not using them, we're going to lose them. Very much, and it, it kind of leads on that to where uh, I know this this hour has, has absolutely flown by. I know it hasn't. Surprise! <laughs> but I really feel um, that this this what would be uh, our last question here is very relevant, and it's really the journey we've been on. I suppose you could say the last two years, but mm. I feel it reaches further back than that. In what, no doubt, is a, a massive raising of consciousness at the moment. And whichever way anybody chooses to view the last two years, I'm not going to use certain words and bring them in. I'm just going to say it is, it stopped us in our tracks. And, you know, when we talk about all these distractions mm. that we have and to stop us and say, what am I actually feeling now? What are your thoughts on what we have been through and what we're currently experiencing this? What I feel is it, it can appear oh my goodness, what's going on, like was mentioned before, but actually what's being raised within us and around us is it's an interesting time to be alive, I would say. So what, It what is. Um, for me, when I look at humanity, um, I believe technologically we've advanced in leaps and bounds, but um, as a species... Um, our ability to become highly evolved beings, I think, for me, I feel is still very questionable because whilst we've made advances in science, um, on a human level, have we really, yeah. have we really taken stock of, of where we're at? Because um, when I see and I and I listen, I often like to go and I'll sit and have a coffee. And when you listen to all the conversations that are going off, um, I still think the vast majority of people believe that if 
if push comes to shove, if somebody's going to push a button um, or if there's going to be, you know, something, another worldwide strife that we have to go through. I think the vast majority of people are still under the impression that something or someone from somewhere is going to come in and rescue them or give them the answer. Um, and sadly, I, as I understand things, that's not the case. Yeah. The angels are here to overlight. They're here to support and guide us. Um, but they're not they're not to interfere with the choices that we make. Yeah. Um, and so we have to take 100 percent responsibility for who we are and the choices we make. Um, so with the awareness of our choices, um, we have to perhaps, I feel, think more about who and what we're allowing to direct our lives, but also about how our own actions or our own words impact on others and the world around us. Um, angels can help us find inner peace. They can help us feel more joyful and content. They can support us with our own soul's journey. Um, and also as well, help us understand, I think, our, our choices and the spiritual lessons within each of experience. Um, but I, I feel humanity has to stop looking to, for example, if if we all decided we we don't want to fight, yeah, and everybody said we're not doing it, the the small minority that are saying I want you to go over there and put your life on the line and and do what I say, if everybody just said, not doing it, not doing it, no matter what the cost, I'm not doing it. So if that means you're going to shoot me, we're not doing it. Um, I think I think that would really make a big pivotal shift. Um, and I think we have to address, and I think this is where we're being led to, to, to understand that nobody owns land. The land will be here long after we're gone. Nobody owns resources. The resources Mother Earth is sharing with us, it's not to be controlled. It's not to be, it's mine. And, you know, I'm I'm just going to get more and more of whatever I can for it, uh, no matter what the cost. So I think there needs to be, um, we need to change within us and it starts within us. Yeah. We can't look to saying, oh, well, everybody else needs to be doing this. We have to be the change, as Gandhi said, that we want to see in the world. So if that means we have to be tolerant, we have to be loving, we have to listen and be open and say, I understand and hope that someone else will start to think, I want to be like that person. Yeah, they seem they seem at peace. They seem happy. They're always happy to see me. They're always open to what I've got to say. And I think if we all start validating each other, that we're going to get rid of a lot of the fears that we've got. Because if you look at higher evolved beings, and there are higher evolved beings, some people call them star seeds. Um, these star seeds have been through everything that we're going through. And they've learned it doesn't work. Yeah. Um, and so whilst we can look to the spiritual realm for guidance and support, we have to say the book stops with us. Yeah, we're the saviour, our own yeah. saviour.
Yeah. And it starts with, you know, yeah, we can all say nasty things or we can actually think, well, maybe that person's having a really bad day. Yeah, that person swore at me. That person's been perhaps a little bit rude, but perhaps they're, they're in pain. Yeah, so much so. And um, I just found those words just really profound and, and so true um, yeah. of what's going on. They really resonated with myself. And I feel that's possibly a good crescendo just to draw <laughs> our interview to a close. I feel like it's the it's the, the, the perfect um, ending in a way, uh, because I feel we have to talk about relevant things. That's important. It is. Yeah. Well, they go hand in hand. You, you can't you can't be physical uh, and, and or should I say you can't be spiritual uh, and pretend what's going off in the world isn't happening. It, it is. Um, but it's it's using that our connection with the spirit world to find a better way. Yeah. And and I think that's where um, whether it's just we keep our hope, we keep our faith, um, and we trust in the process that love will win the way. Um, a, friend uh, and, of mine, a friend of mine used to say uh, uh, that choice comes before love because we have to choose to love do we have to choose or should we just be love yeah maybe so just be yeah so that just came to me then sorry i don't want to contradict your friend oh, i'm just no, thinking because because when you choose love then love's not con that love's conditional yeah absolutely yeah um so, whereas just to be loving to be kind to be compassionate um to see you you know whether you see a, a beggar on the street um i'd like to think if i was in that situation that somebody would come and say do you need a sandwich can i buy you a hot cup of coffee somebody would do that for me so i tend to do that you know if, if i see somebody um i give where i can i give what i can um and if we just all did that then i think we'd see a big change yeah absolutely here 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 so yeah. i just want to thank you so much jill for sharing your time with us oh you're absolutely. welcome thank you for having me i've really enjoyed it sorry i <laughs> i tend to talk a lot don't i so. oh no that's what you're here for we're here to listen to you and and, and it's been really captivating I, i've had to remind myself that we're doing an interview at some stage because i'm just <laughs> sort of sat back and listening and enjoying it and and so I, i've enjoyed yeah. it very much and um i'm hoping that you'll do another because i feel we've so much more to talk about but I feel anytime i'd love to yeah that would be my pleasure thank you it's been such a lovely talk this evening and i hope everybody listening i know that that much of this knowledge that's been shared and exchanged will be received well so thank you so much for sharing oh no thank you we will be posting links below or wherever you're listening to this uh, interview or watching, we'll post links, um, uh, Jill's links and also links where you can uh, get contact uh, because do you run many workshops and such? Uh, yeah, I've got, uh, I tend to do webinars at the moment. Yeah. Uh, simply because with, with everything that's gone off for the last couple of years, we, everybody's had to sort of go uh that way so um I, I i've got a fair few i've got the contacting angels coming up this thursday and then the following week we've got um contacting loved ones in spirit so we will be looking at how we can 
talk with our loved ones and connect with our loved ones and feel feel our connect re-establish our connection with with people that have moved over to the world of spirit uh i do pleiadian healing workshops so i've got a etheric cord removal one coming up soon um and um there's my youtube channel angel messenger on youtube i'm always putting my meditations on there they're going on weekly um and then there's my website with with everything else that i've got coming up so yeah yeah if you if you haven't listened or experienced one of jill's guided meditations or meditations <laughs> i would strongly encourage to do so oh really. bless you thank you thank you they are amazing so thank you so much jill and thank you to everybody that is listening and we just send lots of love from myself and Stephen till we speak again bye god bless take care thank you for watching the collective awakening podcast for more information on the purple mountain spiritual and well-being center you can visit our website at thepurplemountain.co.uk and don't forget to click and subscribe